Who is this? Who is this guy? 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 Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal and chill podcast. It's chill time. Norcal and chill podcast. What the shit? The chill. Norcal and chill podcast. It's chill time. Norcal and chill podcast. What the shit? The chill. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Norcal and Chill. Today's guest is Jake Inez. Jake is an analog photographer from San Pedro, California. He likes to capture fleeting moments of our everyday life. Everyone, please welcome Jake. Hey, Jake. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Great, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad we could make this work today. It's a good day. It's actually not raining today where I am. Yeah, it's not raining here in LA either. So, it's pretty nice. But apparently, there's supposed to be a another storm coming in so yeah it's, it's we'll see what calm. happens it's the eye of the storm basically <laughs> yeah exactly oh man how's your morning going you have some coffee oh yeah definitely just made coffee and kind of just relaxing now had to clean my place a little bit and probably gonna start some laundry in a bit so you know adulting Adult- <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we all gotta do that every once in a while absolutely oh so, do you have a hardware wallet? No. <laughs> what? Don't kill me. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm just straight hot wallet. Straight hot wallet. You're living on the edge, man. Yeah. It's funny because I actually uh, had an incident like when I first kind of got into the space where um, my account was hacked and it was just like completely just drained. But before it was drained, I could have... I transferred like some NFTs and some ETH out, but it was pretty insane, like a crazy experience. And I was like, "Oh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a like an actual like hardware wallet." And then it never happened. <laughs> so, it never, <laughs> yeah, it never happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. so that's funny. That is funny. We'll have to figure that out afterwards. Oh yeah, for sure. What were your first thoughts when you heard about NFTs, crypto art? I didn't really know much about it. I knew of cryptocurrency, but it was never like um outlet that I heard of for like artists to like sell their work for cryptocurrency. And so when my friend Cooper at the time, Cooper Turley, he also goes as Cooper Trupa, he was a fan of my photos and he was just, we were talking one day and he was just like, hey, like you should really consider minting some of your photos. And I didn't really know what he was talking about. So I ended up like minting one and sold for an ETH. And at the time, ETH was like three grand or whatever. And so I was just like, that's crazy. Like, this is, why am I bartending? You know, like I could be an artist (laughs) full time. Yeah. So it kind of was like, when I saw like that there was money to be made, that was cool. But also I think what was really special was like the community that kind of was what they call Web3 or whatever. But like, I don't know. I just feel like I met such cool folk in the actual like Twitter spaces and everyone was just super welcoming, super stoked that like your photographer, it works great, but everyone was just kind of uplifting each other. And like, I don't know, I guess I saw it as like a business opportunity, but also I kind of stayed for the people. Yeah. Which is great. I think that's the show with the the bear market too. It's like the people who are still here really give a like, and it shows. Yeah, definitely has. That was like 
what's strong, you know, initially you come in like, Hey, I can, you know, make some money. But then you're like, there's a lot of cool people here. I'm going to stay and be part of it. Absolutely. And like when I went to my first like IRL event, I was just very welcoming, very like just cool. And people are just stoked on like this, the newness of the, <laughs> the DGENs, you know, like I think that's really fun. Yeah. So why did you choose art or photography? What brought you to it? I think honestly it was, it's all like based on skateboarding. That's how I fell in love with like photography. When I was younger, I just like documenting my friends doing dumb stuff and whether it was like videotaping them or taking photos, you know, on my flip phone at the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just always kind of had that like little like spark, but I feel like I didn't really get into photography until I actually discovered film and my roommate and a friend at the time came back from Japan with a bunch of point and shoot cameras. And I was very like interested and I didn't really know how to use a film camera or like even how to load it or whatever. So I figured it out. I watched a YouTube video and I shot through the roll pretty fast and it was super fun. Like I, there was such like a romantic aspect of it, of the unknowing of how the photos were going to turn out. And as soon as I got that role developed, it was just like game over. I never like put a camera down and I just began traveling more and, you know, I guess just like developing my, my eye for what I like to look at and what I like to capture. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. Nice. What jobs have you done along the way? Oh, let's see. Like my first job was like working in a surf shop in my hometown and then continuing retail i like worked at another surf shop in hermosa beach while jack surfboards which was quite a fun time in my life and then after that i went i moved down to temecula and got a job at active ride shop which is like more like skate core it's not so much surfing which was like definitely something i was more comfortable with and then after retail i got into hospitality i like was a bus boy at this winery and then yeah and then after that i started bartending and like, bartending was like my life for like eight years it's a fun it's a fun time i hear uh, oh absolutely bartending can be a, a i mean it's a lot of work but it can be a fun gig here and there it really is it, it definitely like taught me to be more of an extrovert because i was like such an introvert as a kid and i just didn't really know how to like talk to people not like I didn't know how to talk to people, but I just, I wasn't like comfortable like speaking in public, you know? And right. I think that really kind of opened me up to like so many different scenarios and situations. And so that, um, it was like such a blessing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, like, uh, <laughs> depending on, I guess, what kind of bar, but you have like your regulars that you kind of develop friendships with, but you have the others that are there shouting at you like hey i need this this and you just got to make everyone yeah. happy and work completely with your and, and that's the cool thing about bartending too is like it's such a it's not just bartending <laughs> like you're like the psychiatrist you're like the mayor you're like you're every <laughs> you know it's like you're facilitating these people and it's just like really interesting experiment everyone in the world as a human being should be in the service industry at some point to just get some empathy on what like we have to go through. And it's just like, it's a very labor intensive job and like mentally draining. And 
I've just seen like so many instances where like people go to restaurants and treat service workers like just not good. And it's my biggest pet peeve. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it sucks when you see that happen. So if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Let's see. I think, honestly, I'd probably be a dolphin. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, because I love the ocean so much and I love swimming. And I just feel like, I don't know. I just want to like travel the ocean and just hang out with some dolphin folk, I guess. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Wait, like- what about you? Can you can you answer too? Or? Yeah, uh, I would be an octopus. Oh, okay. That's really dope. Is there a certain reason, or partly because like, so before I was married, I had a saltwater fish tank. Uh, had a couple of them, and always really loved it. Always had a good time with it. And an octopus was always one that I wanted to have because they're like this interactive water pet that you can have. And I was researching it a bunch and everything, but I just, I couldn't afford the, to set up a tank with the, for an octopus. And, but it was always on, on my list to do and never did it, but maybe one day in the future. But yeah, octopus was like on my list. Cuttlefish was another one I was considering, but Whoa, I never got around okay. to doing that. But yeah, they're awesome. That's so badass. I love that. Do you have a favorite food? Yeah, I do. Like grandiose, uh, definitely Asian. Like I could literally eat any type of Asian food and it's just like, I'm stoked. Like very specifically, I would say fish and rice. So just like nigiri is like my favorite. Just like, Uh, well, AKA sushi, right? To me, I think that's just like one of the best bites you can have. And I can just like survive off it. For sure. Do you have a favorite fish on top? I would say like toro, which is like the belly of the tuna. I love like albacore too. And they're very tasty. I, actually, I love eel too. Eel's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Never had. It's never had eel. Never una- ventured there. What? It's Well, I mean, it's it's also called unagi. I don't know if like that something else that you... That rings no, a bell, but I usually really I usually just stick with tuna and salmon, and sometimes I like go out with some other fish. But I'm like, man, these ones taste so good. Why would I try anything else? Dang, dude, you gotta change it up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, what has been the best piece of advice you have been given? That's a difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. Honestly, it was, it would probably just be like to get out of your own way. And in like a grand scheme of it, it's just kind of not letting your ego get in the way where it's like, you know, you always overthink and you always doubt yourself. And if you're at the end of the day, if you could just literally just get out of your own way, like you can accomplish so much without any doubt or hesitation. And I feel like you could be super successful or reach your goals. Right. Right. For sure. Do you have yeah. advice for artists coming to the NFT crypto art space? Yeah. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've onboarded so many artists and, uh, they're always just like, yeah, like, what do I do? I'm like, well, download Twitter. <laughs> and download then like, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, 
that is the that's the hub that's the that's where everyone talks and chats and i think it's so important to just like get acquainted with like how everyone you know says gm to each other and like Mm -hmm. you know just kind of like uplifting everyone and just being involved is really important in the in the space you know like because people really see that and they're like oh they're actually here because you know they enjoy it and it's not just for a pump and dump or whatever but like i just think that it's just like interacting with people in the community and really showing up and giving a shit is like I don't know. I think that's the way. I like it. So if you could live or move anywhere, where would you live and why? I feel like, I mean, so I've never been there, but I feel like I'd want to live in Japan. That's just like a place I've been really meaning to travel to, hopefully this year, but it's been on my bucket list since I was really young. And I just don't know why I feel like I'm really connected with Japanese culture and people so definitely japan but if i can move somewhere i've been it would probably be mexico city it's beautiful best food best people and i'm also mexican so i guess like i just feel close to my culture you know yeah no i i've wanted to go down there like, I feel like I saw like a sh- couple, there's a couple chef's tables of some restaurants down there. I think they were. Yeah, Pujo is one of them. I would love to and eat his there. name's Chef Enrique Olivieta, I think is his name. I might be botching his name, but I ate there and it was one of the best meals of my life, for sure. Yeah. No, I'd love to do that. And it looks like, I mean, I'd like to, do, I don't know, go there for like an F1 race or something and just hang out. It'd be fun. Oh, Definitely. That'd be so epic. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. What, like, one piece of advice would you give to an up-and-coming artist? Mint on your own contract. Okay. Yes. Manifold. Yes. Manifold or, you know, whatever else might be out there or coming. Because I'm sure more competitors will be coming soon. So, your own contract. Don't overprice your work. As in, okay. don't don't sell for, you know, like less than what it costs you to do it. But also, just because you see everyone else selling for like a certain price, like, I don't know, someone you look up to, doesn't mean you should price there. I don't think a lot of people realize that the higher you price your work, the less sales you're going to have. Just because your collector base is getting smaller and smaller. Completely. So, that's part of it. The other part is, you know, when you start having like an artificial floor or if you like, I mean, I don't know how to wear this quite right. But if you are moving up your starting prices for crypto art, instead of letting like the market decide that will kill momentum and completely all i would always slightly price things lower than what things have previously sold for so people coming along see that oh this looks like it's going to be a good deal 
and they bid on it and then hopefully you get a bid war or something. But, you know, you want to be consistently selling and not worry about getting higher and higher prices. I, I love that, actually. I feel like there's like a mentality of like my art is worthy or, you know, like I'm worth more, whatever, which is totally reasonable. But also, you really do have to, you know, kind of adjust to the market and what everyone's going through. And just having your art be attainable is really, um, is really important, you know, especially like to broaden your collector base. And Right. I feel like a broadening your collector base is overlooked a lot. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're going to, it's, it's going to take time to build that collector base and, you know, to create that desire for your work. So you're better mm-hmm. off getting your work in, in as many collections as you can, whether that's editions or one of ones. And then from there, you know, as people start to see your work or people talk about it more and more, then that kind of helps with your momentum. You don't have to stress as much if you're just consistently selling. Like if you sell like one piece a month and then or a couple pieces a month and maybe an addition here and there, it'll eventually be where people start recognizing that your work is consistently selling. The flip side is like you got a lot of currently a lot of uh, collectors are investors. So, you know, they are watching momentum as well and watching how things are going. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I think I love that. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, and you got to do you, it's not like this is the, the way, but you have to do you, but there, there are some economic laws to follow that will help you. Not that you have to follow them, but they could help you. Oh, for sure. I agree. Do you have any other questions? Have you been taking any photos? <laughs> uh, I I mean, over Christmas, I was taking some of the family and the kids. I have I actually have my camera on me right now to maybe be able to walk around and go take some photos, but I have not gotten out. I've been trying to get some work done at this little office I rented. But yeah, I have my camera on me. I have not taken any photos that are not family related in the last 12 days. Got it. I love it. But I feel like the photos that I usually get that are I feel are pretty solid is when I go to like conferences. I don't have to be focused on doing work and I can like just wake up early and go out and walk around and find stuff. Absolutely. That's the best. But yeah. That's 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 that. Do you have uh any shout outs, any or upcoming projects you'd like to talk about? I feel like I mean the only not the only project, but the project I've really been working on and it's finally coming out as my book. <laughs> it's been like a you know, a pretty long journey. It's called Along for the Ride and it's pretty much the way I document moments and my travels the past three years and i made it into a book and i'm super excited about it there's um, a big delay with like the printing because there's like a paper shortage in the uk and that's where i was being printed but i finally like got the email yesterday saying they're like the full batch shipped 
So that means they'll be shipping out within the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I'm super excited for that. I'll have to be flying to Tennessee. That's where my like fulfillment center is. So I'm going to like go and sign all the books and yeah, get the ball rolling on that. So I'm super pumped. Dude, congrats, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I just think there's like something so special about physical books and just photo books in general. I'm like, I have a huge collection of them and I just really find inspiration and in just looking at different pages and just holding something is really nice. Yeah, for sure. We definitely miss a lot of the tactile things with uh, this digital age we are in. Completely. And it's, it's, it's good to love both, you know, like, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's like another reason why I love to shoot film too. It's like, you know, when you have a digital leak, you fire up a thousand shots and not even really blink. But, you know, with film, it's a, it's much more meticulous. And the process of it, it's very, uh, it means a lot more to me. Nice. Well, Jake, thanks for your time and coming on this podcast and it's been, uh, answering some of my questions. I really enjoyed it. Dude, thank you so much. That was so fun. I'm stoked to be a part of it for sure. Yeah, I love it. And I uh, hope you have a good day and we'll definitely be talking soon. Sweet, dude. Sounds good. All right, man. Take care. Bye. Who is this? Who, Who is, is this guy? guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? North Cal guy. 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 North Cal and chill. Podcast. Show. It's show time. NorCal and Shill Podcast. What the shill? The shill? NorCal and Shill Podcast. Show. It's show time. NorCal and Shill Podcast. What the shill? The shill?